are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on today? Not much. Cowboys are 4-1. We're heading into a game against an opponent that we haven't beaten since Y2K. Uh, is that true? And, and uh, what? Yeah, that's But is that that's actually true? true? Like, is that it is that actually long? true. The Cowboys have not beaten the New England Patriots in this century. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm just ready for, uh, ready for football on Sunday. I, I'm, I'm excited. You know, it's, it's when you're, when you're on a roll like this, you look forward to the next opponent in a way that, um, you don't, when you're losing, it's kind of a dread situation. And now, uh, I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited to move forward and I'm excited to face new England. And I don't know that I've ever, <laughs> I don't know that I've ever faced a, a Bill Belichick coach team and, and been excited about it before, but here we are. Uh, it's going to be going to be a really fun game, um, Landon. So we're going to get to some questions today. Uh, the very first one is actually I think a one for you. Uh, it said, "If we had to look inside at Marcus Mosher's emails, what would we find out? Would we find out that running backs really matter?" Yeah, I mean, the, the, it would be very salacious uh, uh, emails involving and uh, Marcus in detail describing how important and, and 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 special individual running backs are and, and how unique and, and how their production is is, caught me. Uh, is is all generated by their talent and, and it emanates from them like a like a like a warm glow it would it would be it would be absolutely filthy disgusting with uh with uh you know positive glowing reactions to running back play is what it would be that's not true Please, nobody go through my email. <laughs> oh, you can just deny it all you want. That's fine. It's just deny all you like, Marcus. We know the truth. Uh, all right. Go back to some real questions. Uh, a lot of people want to know, why should the Cowboys consider moving Connor McGovern to center to replace Tyler Biotish? I think it's pretty clear now that of the Cowboys starting offensive linemen, Tyler Biotish is probably the weakest. And it's not a huge weakness, but Connor McGovern has played well when he's been in there. Do the Cowboys think about tinkering with this during the bye week? Do they do it this week against the, the Patriots? What do you think? Well, I think we should be clear up front. It, this is not something that they – I mean, this is something they have been ongoingly tinker, tinkering mm-hmm. with. This is something they've all, they're already kind of working on in practice at, from time to time for what we understand, from what we hear. You know, that McGovern is getting snaps as at center um, and, and getting used to snapping the football and just kind of in preparation for potentially – I don't know if making a move is, is what we would call it, but getting a, a shot at the starting spot potentially. Uh, so I would imagine that, yeah, like once we go into the bye week, that that potentially could be accelerated. They'll u- they may use that bye week as kind of a, all right, let's see where you are, Connor, and 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 kind of you know weigh him against uh, Biotish a little bit more there. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't think that that's outside the realm of possibility simply because again, it's something that they they're kind of ongoing in process of. Sure. So I, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that they may look at the bye week as a potential for maybe making a switch if they feel like uh, the, it's close. I don't think it's going to be this week, right? Like I think the bye week is where they at least consider it. And maybe 
Well, we see Landon as a timeshare. I typically don't like timeshares or rotating offensive linemen in and out. I know the Cowboys really have not liked doing that over the last decade or so. But we do see it across the NFL from time to time, you know, with young guys that they're trying to, to work in and get snaps. Maybe we see it. Maybe we see it at the end of games or at the end of, you know, games that become a blowout. Maybe we see it in the second half. Um, it does feel like we're trending in that direction, right? But I don't think we're there yet. Yeah, I mean, I would say center is a tough position to rotate in and out uh, simply because of the the – the mental aspect of the game. You really want your center and your quarterback seeing the defense the same way. Um, and so I think it might add a little bit of extra stress on Dak to try to rotate them in, you know, maybe in a game. Like right. that, w- that would be difficult. But but maybe they decide to kind of, uh, you know, go week to week on who practiced better that week. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like I could see a, a share situation in that where, you know, it's a week to week battle to see who the starting center is. Uh, and, and that's a competition that just happens kind of week to week. But I think rotating them in game can be difficult because you, you rely so heavily on the center to be able to see everything and set protections, that sort of thing. You almost kind of want your center to take every snap in a game simply because yes. they have the context of what the defense is doing in, 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 in that game. I think it's also important to remember that Piotr is still a really young player, right? Like yeah. he has he doesn't even have 16 career starts in the NFL yet. So – I mean, McGovern's really not all that much more experienced at all than Biotish, right? No. So if you can continue to work with Biotish and you believe that it's going to get better as time goes on, maybe it's worth just kind of riding this out and seeing what he looks like in November and December because, listen, there's a reason why the Cowboys really liked him. There's a reason why they made him basically a starter as a rookie. Uh, I, I just wouldn't give up on him quite yet. That's all I would say. Yeah. And I also would say that you know maybe the Cowboys are kind of looking back at the decision to to bring to to have Joe Looney come back and start after uh, even after Biotish was healthy last year. That may have been a mistake, you know, yeah, because I think that it, it it feels like that they want that they should have been giving Biotish those starting reps. Then he would have been a little bit further along at this point. You feel like if he had gotten all those extra snaps, he got he got lots of snaps last year. I mean. Not not as many as you you like, but it wasn't like he had a red shirt year. I mean, he came right, in and played right. and started several games. So, but I I do think that you know, in, in the spectrum of how much heat they took for Terrence Steele versus what we got out of Terrence Steele this year, right? Like you know how much heat they took last year for continually playing Terrence Steele despite him not playing well, versus what we got from Terrence Steele after, after being on the other side of all of that. I kind of feel like Biotish could have benefited from a similar you know, path yes. where, hey, this season's lost. Let's get all these young guys all the snaps we can to get them opportunities to get ready for next year. Um, and yeah, and, and now it's like he's still kind of going through some of the growing pains that he could have been going through last year uh, in this season. So, uh, you know, and, I, and I, I, that's you brought up a really good point. Even if they bring put in McGovern, we can't guarantee, despite the fact that McGovern's played really well, that he won't have similar problems, you know, uh, uh, coming in with the learning curve. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with over the the bye week. All right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online. We are back and better than ever as all eyes are now turned to the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football 
from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. All you have to do is use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Uh, all right, next question. More impressive stat. Trevon Diggs has nine interceptions in his last 10 NFL games, or the Cowboys have two of the top 10 leading rushers in the NFL right now. I mean, I have to say Trayvon, just simply because the opportunity, you know, like, I mean, at some point he's going to lose the opportunity to get his hands on that many footballs. Cause you know, you know, someone brought it up. He is giving up a ton of yards and receptions and, and, and there is a reason the teams continue to target him. But I mean, there's also a reason why the Cowboys are more than happy to give away all those yards for mm-hmm. in exchange for all those interceptions. So yeah. It, it, this isn't, and the thing is about digs that we can, I think we can establish now is that this isn't fluky. No, you know, they're it's not, not like passes these, that are just falling into his hands and stuff like that, right? He's making plays on the ball, like, and, and he can catch the ball in a way that I haven't seen cornerbacks catch in a while. So uh, it, it really is dangerous to continue to throw at him because he he has the skill set to actually reproduce what yes. he's doing. It's it's not just you know, ball luck, you know, that's not the ball bouncing necessarily. And again, I think you could also say that because this has now happened over a course of two seasons, right? Like he has sure. gotten his hands on footballs and, and, and caught them. So, uh, but I still think that just the opportunity caught, uh, to get, to continue to get that many interceptions is, is rare. I, I just can't imagine teams continuing to throw that the ball like that. Whereas rushing the football, I mean, that's you know, more of a product of everything else around you, though. Like, yeah, they just, they've had so many second half leads. I saw they they've led more in the first five games of the season. They did than they did in all of 2020, which is kind I of mean, incredible, right? It's crazy. Yeah, I think. And again, like we talked about it, like a large portion of what happens in the run game is is due to the, what's going on in the offensive line. The offensive line is pass, is run blocking in a way that it's. You know, I'm trying to think of a comparison, but it's like Mahomes and the next closest quarterback, right? It's like that's what the Cowboys, the Cowboys' offensive line, run blocking wise, is the Patrick Mahomes of the NFL. You mean Justin like they, Herbert? They, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Oh wow, wow! Shots fired already. Um, uh, no, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got a third question that just to follow up one from Connor. Yeah, go ahead. Let's um, see. Let's he hear. wants to know, knowing what you know now. If you had to choose in a redraft and you can only choose one between CeeDee Lamb and Trevon Diggs, who are you taking? <laughs> it's a really, really uh, good question. Man, that's a really tough question. Because this defense without Trevon Diggs would be scary, like in not trouble. in a good way. But the kind um, of the, the way that this offense functions is because they have two superstars at receiver, and teams have no choice but to let Dallas run on them because they don't want CeeDee Lamb beating them down the field like we saw against the Giants. So uh, I'm going to, I want to hear your answer and then I'm going to stay out of it. (laughs) That's nice. (laughs) Uh, I I think I'm going to go with, with CD uh, because I I think, you know, like you're right. The defense would be in trouble without Trayvon. I also think that, you know, the offense, I, I think part of what makes Trayvon Diggs work really well on this defense is the fact that he plays on a team that has an offense that puts pressure on opposing offenses to throw the ball more. That, and that because really of that, they, 
they can't avoid throwing the football to their number one wide receiver, even if Diggs is covering. So I think that, 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 uh, that, that having lamb on the team is probably more self-proficient in the, in the, in the fact that it can like actually create there. Whereas Diggs is fantastic and, and doing incredibly that you can't deny it, but he's also his numbers at least are also being buoyed by the fact that we're facing teams that are being forced to pass the ball more to keep up with our offense. And I would say with, you know, on the flip side for CD, like CD is not getting the volume that some of the other receivers are getting around the league. But if he was on a, a, let's say a middling team or a bad team, he's getting 10, 11 targets every week. And he's probably averaging over a hundred yards per game, but because the Cowboys are a good team, he's getting six targets for 84 yards of a touchdown. Like we saw last week. Right. So I get it. Um, again, that's at McCool BCB. You can voice your complaints. Oh, wow. He'll, uh, oh, wow. he'll make sure he answers them all there. Uh, wow. It's, I'm just really glad that Cowboys got both of those guys, right? It's yeah, I'm glad we don't have to make that choice, right? Uh, speaking about the, the third guy the Cowboys got in that draft, Neville Gallimore. We got a little bit of an injury update uh, from him a couple days ago. Uh, Stephen Jones said it's still going to be about a month before he's able to return, and that does make a little bit of sense. The Cowboys have a game this week. They have a bye week. They're sitting at four and one. The defensive line's playing well. I just don't think they're going to want to to risk these guys if you're getting re-injured. And Jerry Jones actually had a really interesting point on Tuesday. He was talking to the guys at 105.3 The Fan. He said, listen, we've been a little bit more cautious this year, and it's paid off. Look at Chauncey Golston, right? From the moment that he was active and ready to go, he was a productive player. I think this team has a more long-term view of injuries now than they ever did before. And I like it. So don't expect a Bill Gallimore to come back anytime soon. But uh, is that surprising to you at all? Well, let me address the the long-term view thing first. I, I think it helps when you're playing more players than anybody else in the NFL. You know, yeah. I think when you have backups that you can rely on, when you have uh, uh, you know, guys who can step in and 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 you know the offense and defense doesn't necessarily miss a, be- a beat. Even when you're missing huge guys like Demarcus Lawrence, you know, um, I-, I think it makes it a luxury. I mean, it makes the the slow recovery time a luxury that you can afford, um, and and you should avail yourself of it because what happens with bad teams is that they compound themselves, right? They, their players get injured. They rush them back because they've got to have them back in order to win football games. And then they come back and then they get hurt again, you know, right. and, because they got rushed back. So the Cowboys, you know, the, the rich get richer in this kind of situation, right? The, the Cowboys have the luxury of win, uh, some wins underneath their belt. They have the luxury of having a, a deep team that is, is, you know, kind of gelling right now and playing at a high level. Uh, which means you know that they should take advantage of that luxury and really, really make sure that guys like Demarcus Lawrence, who you know we love Demarcus Lawrence, but Demarcus has a history of of injury, so lower you know, body you, injuries, you, especially yeah. lower body, especially yeah. So you really want to make sure that he's healthy when he comes back, especially with this injury, with the foot injury that we know is one that if you're not 100% when you come back. Uh, you, you very, very likely are about to hurt it again and for a longer period of time after the second injury. So uh, there's that. You definitely want to protect yourself in the future for Demarcus Lawrence. And, you know, for uh, someone like Gallimore, uh, you know, he's a young player. He doesn't have a ton of snaps despite the 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 urgency to get him on the field because of what we saw in training camp. He's not a super especially, you know, 
experienced vet. So protecting him from himself is something that is important because, you know, let's say Osa, you know, didn't play, hasn't been playing the way that he has been playing, right? He hits and, a rookie and, and wall, right? Yeah, or, or or let's say he just never, never played that, never played as well as he as, as he did, right? Mm-hmm. The push to get Gallimore back on the field uh, would be heavy, you know, because we you just got to have that interior pressure, and if to put him back on the field. Before he was ready, I, I understand it's a shoulder; it's different, but it, it still is one of those things where you're pushing too hard. You have somebody bang on it wrong, uh, you know. And, and that's the other thing too is that these guys aren't having to play nearly as many snaps, and I think that's helped with a lot of these injuries, right? Is that the Cowboys haven't yep. haven't had a huge like kind of rash of of injuries that they, they dealt with the COVID stuff, they dealt with some injury stuff before the season that kind of bled into the season, but they haven't had a ton of in-game injuries. And I have to think that a portion of that, a good portion of that, is about how much rotation they're doing, how much they're playing of a, a large number of players and limiting overall snaps by, uh, you know, across the board, frankly. Well, I look at like Leighton Vandrush, right? Like last week, he, I think he played the best game I've seen him play in two or three years. I, I really do. Like I thought he played well. He only played 31 snaps. And maybe that's just the the future of the linebacker position for the Cowboys. It's like, hey, we're not going to overwork you guys. these guys. There's no point in having you out there for 60 plays. There's diminishing returns when we have you out there for that many plays. And it helps keep you fresh and, you know, not on the injury report every single week. So I do think I think this is going to be the Cowboys strategy going forward. I think we're even seeing it with Kelvin Joseph, right, Landon? Like the initial report for Kelvin Joseph is two or three weeks. He goes on IR, eligible to return in week four. And it doesn't sound like the Cowboys have any plans to rush him back because they know how serious a groin injury can be for a corner. And let's just see what, you know, if we get to week eight and week nine and your corners are playing well, like Diggs and Anthony Brown are playing, we don't need him right now, right? So let's make sure he's healthy, save these guys for November and December when you have, I think, three games in, what is it, 11 days or something like that? It's 14 days. Uh, That's when you're going to need a lot of these guys. So I I really, really like the strategy here. all right, let's, uh, let's move on. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to motor oil and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Uh, Just a couple more little questions. I'm assuming you don't want to get into all the Kellen Moore head coach talk, right? Like it's still too early for that. Yeah, I mean, we're still in the – let's let's talk about the Cowboys in 2021 right now or 20. I don't even know what year. 2021. Uh, A lot of people want to know this one, Lane. And I I saw you commented yesterday. You can get your little shot in. I said the Cowboy fans should be rooting for the Eagles on Thursday night. uh, Uh. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, People strongly, strongly disagree with that. And I get it. Listen, I never want to root for the Eagles. It's it's no fun to root for, for the Eagles. But in this case, our goal is a little bit higher than just being better than the Eagles and just winning the NFC East, right? Like I think it's time to 
shift the expectations here, right? You're four and one. You're a really good team. Let's go get the number one seat, right? Like that's that's a big deal, and that's why I said it. I don't need any Eagles help to go get that number one seat. <laughs> okay, but I'm saying this is it's a good opportunity for Tampa Bay to drop a game. I don't I don't want any Eagles help to go get that number one. Okay. I want to go earn that number one seat, and I sure don't want any Eagles help doing it. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> uh, next question. This one from Dakota. Should the Cowboys have tried to sign or re-sign Randy Gregory this offseason? He's just starting to to really develop into a player. He was phenomenal on Sunday, despite not really uh, you know coming out in the, st- the stat sheet. Did the Cowboys make a mistake by going into this year without signing Gregory to a long-term deal? We need to stop having this stance that signing players early is always an option. It's not always an option. You know, the, the, the teams, especially now in the era where Dak made the play that he did, right? Like players are not afraid anymore to take chances on themselves. Uh, Dak also, had, when's the last Dak time had, the Cowboys signed a guy early and it's worked out for him? Well, I mean, it's, it's worked out for them before, but it's it's just they've had a rash of, of – of, well, it has worked out for them before. I'm I mean, saying recently, they, though. Recently. No, like, no. Yes, the, the last few have not worked out well. And I think yeah. that's maybe why – well, look. I mean, you could say that, Marcus, but, I mean, shouldn't they have signed Dak earlier than they did? I, I'm saying that they're, this has been a thing that they've swung right, let's, let's take out the quarterback off the table because that one's a little different than all the – I'm saying, like – Blake Jarwin, Jalen Smith, uh, some some of those guys, uh, Tyrone Crawford, right? Where they try to sign Tyrone Crawford after one good year. Like sometimes it's good just to see multiple years of production before going out and paying these guys, right? I, I yeah, I, I you're one hundred percent right. But at the same time, let's not pretend like all of Cowboys Nation hasn't killed the Cowboys for doing it the other way too. It's by waiting. Know, it's, it's, by yeah. waiting and not not doing it time. So I guess my point is is that, you know, you, you could do that. You could you could play that game of why didn't they or why why wouldn't they? But but the truth of the matter is, a it's not always the best situation. Sometimes you need those guys to earn those those jobs to feel mm-hmm. better about it. And I mean, I, you know, was it Demarcus Lawrence? Wasn't that a situation with him? They had an opportunity. Yeah, they waited. Right, early, they franchised and they him, waited. and then he had another big season, and they gave him twenty million. So. I, I think the, the the thing here is that it's not it's not always like something that's on the table, you know. It's not always something that's available to the Cowboys because the player doesn't always want to sign a deal early. They want to get an opportunity to earn their their big cash. Yeah. So, uh, so, so first of all, let's keep that in mind. Second of all, even if it is an opportunity, even if it is a a, a, a chance that you have to take, it's not always the, the right one. And I think you sure. just laid out why. You know, sometimes those guys can flash a little bit, but then they they teeter off and then that after you've paid them big money, it becomes uh, like an albatross around your, your, your cap. So, uh, you know, the Cowboys have gotten away with a lot of it because they've got Tyron Smith on a $10 million a year contract. And, you know, they have a couple of those that kind of help, you know, mitigate some of the poor choices they've made at different points. But, but I think it's, you know, again, not always available to you, not always the right choice. Uh, I'm fine with it. And I think Randy Gregory was fine with it as well. Um, didn't play a lot of oh, snaps yeah. last year. I think he wanted to show the world that he could be a dominant player. And he is. And 
I just think this is one of these situations where the Cowboys aren't going to lose him kind of regardless. Like I kind of yeah. think Brady Gregory, considering how much the Cowboys have done for him over the last, however many years, like he's going to give them like right of first refusal basically on any single yeah. deal. And I got yeah. a feeling that he doesn't even want to leave. Like his family's from Dallas. He's got, I believe a little girl that lives in Dallas. Um, I'm just not all that worried about Randy Gregory not returning. That's all I'd say. I agree. I mean, I just feel like uh, he has a relationship with Jerry Jones. Clearly, yeah. the Cowboys have stood by him through a lot of this stuff. I understand that there was not a great situation with the defensive coaching staff last year in him, but clearly he loves Dan Quinn. He loves living in Dallas. I, I don't really worry about the Cowboys losing him right now um, because I feel like he wants to be here. And if he wants to be here, they'll, they can make it work for money. That's good for him. So uh, I, I, I feel pretty confident, but I'm also it's, – it's, it's not even midseason, so I'm, I'm not exactly worried about it yet. All right. Last one. And this is a really good question. I'm really curious to see your answer. Uh, from at Ball from Grace. I'm so says, glad you picked this. Thank you. This is, this is a good one. This is the most Cowboys, uh, talented Cowboys team since, and he says 2007. I know my answer. I, I want to hear what you think. You know, it's funny. When I saw the uh, – I love – everyone should follow at Ball from Grace. He's hilarious. Uh, uh, and, and we interact a lot on Twitter. And when I saw that pop up on my notifications, um, he – you know, I just saw the first part of it. I didn't see the last line. But my, my brain, the first thing that popped in my head was 2007. Mm. Um, I, it just, it feels, that feels like what this is. The Cowboys, the Cowboys have had good teams at different points, but like, think about, like, I think about 2012, right? Like it didn't feel like that, uh, uh, that, uh, Romo was really, really cooking until December, right? Like it didn't feel like that's when things really started to kick up a notch. Uh, and that's when the Cowboys started to feel kind of like a total, like a juggernaut. Right. Um, I, I tend to think that the Cowboys already look like that now to a large degree. Um, and so to me, I think it's, it's closer to that 2007 season where you knew you had talent. Um, it was a young team. Uh, so you felt like, you know, they were going to get better as the season goes along. Um, I, you know, I, I really honestly believe that if, if Patrick Creighton catches that football, Cowboys won the Super Bowl that year. I, I think that they were the, they were the most they were the most talented team going into the playoffs that year, uh, and and they they kind of lost in a real fluky way. Uh, for me, this is the most talented team since 2019. Honestly, I, that 2019 team was really good. They were super healthy all season long. The offensive line was really good. Uh, they still had Travis Frederick. They had Randall Cobb who was playing really well. The defense was good too. They had Robert Quinn who had a monster season. They had Michael Bennett. They had Sean Lee. They had Byron Jones. That team had a, a plus point differential of like 70. Like they should have been an 11 or 12 win team that season. But I thought their coaching staff really, really held them back in a lot of big games. I'm thinking of the Minnesota game uh, I'm just on top of my head right now. Like I don't think the talent differential is all that different from what we've seen over the last couple of years. I just think the coaching staff is so much more competent and aggressive and they, the the players love these guys. And that's why I think they're performing better. That's all I would say. I think the difference too, between both of those teams, the 2007 and the 2019 Cowboys is the Cowboys have a level of 
both of the 2007 and 2019 teams felt top or were top heavy defenses, right? Like they had a lot, a couple of superstars and then, you know, just some glue guys a little bit here and there. I, I feel like this, the talent on this de- defense this year is a lot more spread out. Like it's, they just have a lot more depth and players that they can rely on and not just hoping that they're, X superstar is healthy enough to play this week, you know? So um, I, I, I think, you know, think obviously the 2019 team was good. Like they had depth, like they had Tyrone Crawford and Kerry Hyder on their defense. And I mean, the, the defense finished inside the top 10 in points per game and they finished, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, they finished, uh, sorry, six in points per game. And Dak was unbelievable that season. And yet they won eight games. Mm-hmm. Something was going on there. I think it was just, we're getting to the end of the Jason Garrett era. I just don't think the talent differential is all that big, but that, that little, I mean, it's not a little, a big difference in coaching is going to go a long, long ways for this Cowboys team. That's all I would say. Yeah. I, I, I mean, either way, I think the comparison is to do two very good teams. Uh, w- one with a record that didn't quite reflect it, but yes. one, but both of them uh, incredibly talented and hopefully, you know, with better outcomes to, to, to come for this team versus those two. Please, hopefully. Uh, That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download the podcast, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Make sure you check us out on YouTube. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you next time.